Hello and welcome to the Trainers Tribe. My name is Kyle Wood and with me is my co-host... Dale Sawbottom. <laughs> awesome. Hello, Dale. G'day, Kyle. How are you, mate? Good. Uh, today, we are going to talk about how to prioritize your time with all of the different things uh, you have to do with your business, all the different marketing platforms, you know, clients, admin, business systems, everything... Uh, not to mention all the things you do in your day-to-day life, if you've got kids, things like that. How do you work out how to spend the limited time that you have and use it most effectively? That's what we want to chat about today. I'm really excited about this, and I think the first thing you need to do, Kyle, is get a piece of paper and write down 168, because that is how many hours you have every single week. Um, And another thing, and then I'm going to talk about, I like working in blocks and chunks and prioritizing, Mm -hmm. but then as well, you should look on your phone and look at your screen time, and it'll scare the crap out of you, I reckon, because... Uh, the amount of time you're probably wasting on your phone and you're not actually... Like in the, in the stats section. Yeah, or so the, you, can go to like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can go to screen time and it. Well, yeah. mine tells me every week anyway what my screen time is. And um, I was alarmed when it first popped up. I was like at four hours. I'm like, that is such a waste. And I, I justified it because I do like a lot of work from my phone. But then I'm like, that's still too much time on your device. Oh, so I'm yeah. down, <laughs> I'm under three hours now and I'm actually proud of that. Some other people might go, well, that's awesome. a lot. Um, yeah. but I know other people are like five or six hours a day yeah, on the yeah. phone and that, think about yeah. how much you're wasting straight away. Yeah. Yeah. I like in those apps, how you can actually look at the individual, which apps are sucking up your time as well. Cause it might be, oh, you're messaging people, oh, but you're going to message people for work. But if you see like an hour and 20 minutes on Instagram and you didn't even post anything today. <laughs> <laughs> That's alarm bells. Might be something to look at. Yeah. <laughs> That's an hour, you know, that you, you probably could have done that in 20 minutes and, and gotten yep. that hour back. Yeah. Well, we, cool. So we that's talk a good a, thing. So we talk about that a bit, maybe, you know, like, like the rabbit hole. Uh, uh, Sorry, mate. We, we keep going. We keep talking at the same time. <laughs> okay. You go first. <laughs> the, do you know what I mean? We talk about that as a rabbit hole that you, just forget what you're doing because you just keep opening mm-hmm. posts, you're scrolling and you're doing it. So, um, yeah, I think by actually looking at that and identifying, oh, I might have a problem here. I'm wasting so much time. I think that's a really good way to start. But, yeah, 168 hours is where I'd be doing it, Kyle. So, I'll stop talking over you, mate. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, 168 hours and there's a book that's on this, isn't there? And then uh, Is there? Might be. I think there is a book. It's called, I think it's called like 168 or something. <laughs> and it talk, but it talks about this, which is exactly what you're talking about, which you, you don't need a book for this, but uh, working out exactly how you spend, you know, each hour of your week um, and identifying some of the blind spots. Because sometimes we think we're busy, don't we, Dale? But, which we'll talk about a bit later, but we're just doing a lot of busy work. We're doing things to keep ourselves busy and distracted. Yeah. Uh, and that's eating into the time which we want to use for doing something that's meaningful, you know, something that has like an impact on other people, uh, has a positive impact on ourselves. And I think we, I think we say we're busy and we're like, it's a badge of honor. It's actually not. Uh, Totally. I used to pride myself on this. Oh, I'm so busy. I've got so much on. I'm working so hard. 
that's not a badge of honor. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Like no one, no one actually cares. And I wasn't that good of a person. So if you are busy all the time, then maybe you need to refine what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the word busy is an interesting word in our language because people will often ask me that about my business. They'll say, Oh, you're busy. How's business? Are you busy? I'm like, no. <laughs> and they, they then take that to mean it's not doing well, but being busy in your business doesn't mean isn't a metric of whether you could be, like you said, flat out in your business. And how many times, how many, we all know someone who runs a business who like, or a friend who's maybe no longer even a friend because they got so busy with their business and they're still struggling, you know, to make money, to, to do the things that they want to do. So definitely being busy uh, is not a sign of whether your business is doing well or not. Um, and we talk about this, like, I guess a few episodes ago in our podcast on success, like what does success mean to you? So I'd recommend checking that out. But today, Dale, I was just thinking, I don't really have like a step-by-step process for freeing up time. Rather, what I found useful over time is just little habits. And I guess they're kind of like tricks. I'll avoid using the word life hacks because <laughs> I don't <laughs> like that term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're, they're just little like concepts, um, little ideas that have made a big difference for me in terms of uh, getting the important things done um, on my business and having time to do the important things in my day-to-day life. And I think you're thinking the same. What have you got today? Give us yeah, yeah. Review. So, like, I, and I agree. I, I think, again, like with a lot of our episodes, we're going to give you a lot of different ideas probably here, Kyle, and maybe just pick one or two that, you know, really works yeah. for you and, and try that. Don't yeah. try them all at once, and, you know, and, and don't just listen to the podcast, say, oh, that was great, and not do anything about it. Um, we challenge you yeah. today to action one of the things we talk about. And um, for me, a lot of people, you know, it's – it's about consistency. What What is do I need to be consistent with? And um, yeah. you're consistent as a trainer. You rock up to your session. So you're consistently doing that. You're consistently planning. But it's probably the other things that, you know, yeah, you might you, start you something. You're not consistent you don't get with too it. Busy. You don't get too busy to rock up to one of your sessions. No, <laughs> yeah. no you don't. <laughs> you don't go, and, oh, shit, I'm too busy today. My clients <laughs> will just have to miss a session. <laughs> oh, they'll be right. They can do it themselves. Yeah. You know, like, and that's what I mean. See, you block that out in your diary and you turn up yep. non-negotiable. Um, and I think a, a really good example is here that we wanted to do a podcast together. And sometimes it's hard in your business when you're doing something and you don't actually see any revenue or any income from something. And that is essentially what a lot of businesses are built around that we, we train people, we get revenue. um, They keep coming back. All right. We market that that's your product. But I think what we spoke about previously, and this is a good example is that if you want to build your business or add extra layers to it, then you need to be consistent. And that consistency doesn't get rewarded at the start. Um, so you need to not only do the things that bring in money that, you know, train clients, keep them up to date, but then you also need to be adding other strings to your bow um, and they can't just be willy nilly. You can't just, and, and a great example is because how many podcasts have you seen pop up during COVID-19 or, you know, new people all starting something, the measure will be, are you going to be consistent in that and keep doing it and finding time to do it um, because it adds value. And for me, that is 
prioritizing what you need to do each week, locking that in, and then around that, also finding time for yourself, finding time for your family, finding time for your health. Um, and that's where it's really important to, I'm a visual, I'm a visual guy. Blocking that in really helps me. So for me, that's a big one. Um, seeing what I need to do um, and then, you know, sticking to that, being consistent and being and being strict on myself that oh, I don't feel like doing that. Well, I need to do that because I've mm. committed to that. It's like your training sessions. I think that's a great example that you are training people. You've committed to that boot camp. You'll be there. Well, if you're committing to something else and – it's not negotiable. You're training it and as well, your eating habits, your fun habits, they need to be locked in as well. So for me, that's a big one, working out, you know, your weekly plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So some things that brings up for me is, you know, how many many times people start New Year's resolutions and then (laughs) follow through on it. Every year. (laughs) So I think one thing is if you're blocking out this time, it's still maybe relatively easy at the time to be like, oh, I've got something more important to do. So it's about removing roadblocks as well. So make it so that doing that work is relatively easy. So it's you're not, because otherwise you will burn yourself out if you're like, you know, like the sort of like willpower as a muscle thing. It's like, don't just rely on your willpower to get things done because you'll have bad, bad crappy days and things like that where you don't feel like it. So um, that would be one of my things is, is also as you sit down to sort of plan out your week, what are some roadblocks that you predict might come up? you know, this week, what are things that, re- that, that regularly come up and how can you overcome them in advance? If you're going grocery shopping every day and that always eats into, you know, other time when you could be working or things like that, maybe you can like do a little bit more planning and grocery shop twice a week, you know, just, that's just an example, uh, which will then free up that time. Uh, yeah. If you're finding you, you're on social media a lot, uh, and that's just too attractive when it comes to sitting down and working. Uh, maybe you give yourself scheduling your social media time as well. Give yourself 20 minutes where you just sit down guilt-free, just splurge out on social media. Um, and then at the end of that 20 minutes, you go work or maybe reward yourself. So you do an hour of work and then you get your 20 minutes of um, Instagram. Oh, there's so much here. Uh, the other thing that I would say on this daily is, working out what time of day you're most productive. And I know we've talked about this before, but there's, you know, there's the different types of um, sort of different categories. So there's, there's larks, like the bird, a lark, uh, who are typically really productive in the morning. I know that's you, Dale, isn't it? You like to get up really early. Um, I don't yeah. mind. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. love it. <laughs> but oh, I find, okay. I, I, I but you find it. you get a lot done then? I do. I, I feel that I'm yeah. really good. Yeah. And and I, I and because I feel like I've had a win. And that's probably the biggest thing for me is that mm. I get up, I, I'm very active, I get stuff done. So um, my morning, I've already feel like I've achieved a lot for the day. And then if I get anything yeah. else done and I feel good as a bonus, yeah. I just don't leave anything for sort of chance, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good one to remember. Um, mine's more like mid-morning. 
So like 8.30, 9 o'clock, if I can get like two hours in from there, I'm going to get way more done then than I would from like 3 till 5. Um, so then there's there's night owls on the opposite extreme. So they're like working at night. So you'll know, I think, if you're a night owl because the world doesn't really operate in a way that's good for night owls. So you'll probably always be like in that mindset of, oh, it's like too early for bed or people get up too early or things like that. <laughs> um, so if you're a night owl, even like when you train train people, you should be probably focusing on training people in the evening because you're going to be a much better trainer then. Uh, and then you might even come home after that and do your two hours of work from, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night till like 11 p.m. Uh, yeah, so it's about knowing when that time of day is best for you. And this might take some experimentation. It might be middle of the afternoon as well. There are people, can't remember the name for them, but there are people who are in the middle of the afternoon. And so knowing that is going to make a huge difference in whether you work or not. Because if you're trying to work when you know, your body is telling you this is time for rest or this is time for something else. And you're trying to do creative work. You're trying to make decisions, especially like work where you have to make lots of decisions. If you're just updating your books or something, uh, bookkeeping or, or, you know, updating who came to sessions that week, you can probably do that whenever. But doing the kind of work that's actually going to like have an impact on people and change your business. Yeah, you want to make sure you're doing that during the time of day that works best for you. And you want to like, guard that time, you know, really strongly. Don't let anything else come into that time of day. Block that out. That's your time to work on your business, to do your creative, do your growing. I I love that. So what mid-morning, what sort of animal are you? What I'm um, I'm a lark. What do you call yourself, Kyle? I think I'm still a lark because it's still Ooh. morning and a, then night a, out. A later then... lark. A later lark, <laughs> a, yeah. A I don't L. get the I don't get the first <laughs> worm, but <laughs> <laughs> I get up early, but I still find it takes me, you know, those few hours in the morning to to get going, yep. and then um, and then get into things. But I, I love that as well, and that's great advice, mate. That don't copy anyone else. If someone else, if someone's saying, mm. "Oh, you've got to get up at this time," you've got to do that. Yeah, yeah. They're full of shit. Don't do what works for you. <laughs> but can yeah. you know? When you know what works, you be consistent with that. You know, don't be yep. sporadic and and bring it back to like a New Year's resolution. You know, it might start off unreal, but then if it's not your style or the way that works for you or your body clock, then it's not going. You're not going to stick to it. And I think that's the same with anything. Um, and I, I just, as you were just saying that, then Kyle. So I've been only doing two days a week training, and I've been doing a lot of sessions in those days to fit them in. My mornings, I'll do you know, six to eight sessions um, before 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And I'm yeah, great right. in those sessions. But then once I stop and have something to eat, yeah. I get really tired. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've got yeah. another four or five sessions to go. And I'm like, oh, I don't actually want to do that. And I don't enjoy, like, hope none of my clients are listening, but I don't enjoy those sessions as much because, I don't know, I'm I'm the morning person and I've done so much. Yeah. I'm, and, and I am trying to get too much done in one day. But um, I think that's a really good point. Like you said, that find the times that work for you because you want to be around people then because that's when you're going to be at yeah. your best. And I think that's a great yeah. point, mate. Yeah, and, it, and if you're just working at home, you're going to get the most done during that time. Like two hours working during your best time, you'll get done in four or five hours of working, you know, like – half asleep or, you know, like all, you know, all these other times. So that would be my other thing is, is, um, you don't need a lot of time to get stuff down. Uh, yeah. So I guess the next thing 
to talk about if you have your finish off talking about routine is yep. I guess deciding what you should work on when you oh yeah sorry I had one more thing I want to say is um block out as long a periods of time as possible so I know at the past I've talked about getting 20 minutes here 20 minutes here you know maybe that's all you can do and that's fine but if you can because it takes some time when you sit down at your desk and yeah you got to work out what you're doing you got to get your stuff out maybe you don't have a desk at home so you got to get your laptop out and all your notes and everything like that because you're working on the dining table um so give yourself two hours because it's going to take you 10 15 20 minutes just to get going and then give yourself like a good hour of no distractions um to be able to get things done distractions are such a killer of productivity uh yeah turn off your yeah put your phone on silent um i know for those of you who are working with kids maybe that's the time of day your kids do tv you know get a bit of screen time or something like that so that you can just have some uninterrupted time i think the the thing you mentioned before about your phone is i would i'd always have it next to me it'd be on silent but it still notifies me when i get a message or someone's calling me or an email Whereas now in my office I am now, I don't get phone reception in here. And it really annoyed me at the start. But now, like you, and I remember you saying this a while ago, that you leave your phone on the bench, you know, so it's not going to interrupt you. Um, It is amazing. And I don't have my emails open or any social media. So when I'm working, I'm working. And I get so much done because we can't multitask. People that say they can, they just do a lot of things not very well. So by having my phone away, I've got no distractions. I'm not getting anything coming in and if you work solidly for half an hour and something it's probably like doing two or three hours with distractions added in so um i would i would really suggest putting your phone on airplane mode or you know putting in another room get rid of it while you work you work like don't don't let anyone distract you don't give them your time don't let notifications from social media platforms that know how to distract you don't allow that to happen because that's exactly what they do yeah and and the world will survive without being yeah, able to contact you for an hour. <laughs> or uh, I mean, you can like phones have do not disturb, and you can you can like whitelist certain people. So if you are worried about you know the school calling or something like that, you know if your kids are in school, you can whitelist that number so it will override your do not disturb. But otherwise, it will yes yeah, stop other notifications from coming through. And there are apps you can get for this as well. Yes, I love that. So yes, I think that's cool. Now, how do we work out what to work on? Uh, the thing that comes to mind for me is Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I think was one of the first personal development books I read or listened to. I borrowed it on CD at the library <laughs> when I was probably like oh, 19. Sorry, mate, that's funny. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, I used to get books on books on tape, you know, cassette cassette tapes from the library as well. Uh, this one was a bit more modern. It, yeah, it had a CD. And um, I would listen to it in the car. And I think I borrowed it twice because I would just, like, listen to it, like, a few times through because it was, like, it was just mind-blowing. I can't believe they didn't teach, really, this stuff in school. Um, but one of the things he talks about is one of the principles or habits is first things first. So he talks about how it's really important to understand the difference between something that's urgent um, and something that's important. So something that's urgent, which is like the loudest thing in the room, 
um, versus something important. So maybe if you were a teacher and you had a kid standing on the desk and they're screaming at you, that seems very in- urgent. Um, I, I did a, I did a set this analogy up because it's coming into my mind. Uh, things can be urgent and important. So then something else that's happening in that room, Dale, as a teacher, you would know that's urgent and important is the kid in the corner who's sticking about to stick a metal object into <laughs> a, a now the thing into a PowerPoint. Now the, the urgent, urgent kid on the desk is grabbing your attention, but maybe they just need to wait a second so you can go deal with this urgent and important task. Uh, and then of course there are other important tasks like actually teaching the students, um, which if you just spend the whole time dealing with these urgent things, uh, you, the kids aren't going to learn anything that day. So that's one analogy I came up with on the spot. Um, <laughs> For teachers out there, they'll yeah. be able to understand that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or with kids, with multiple kids. Those who have like three or four boys, uh, probably like, yep, yeah. <laughs> that's my life every day. <laughs> uh, like, so, you, yeah, you go. Um, I, yeah, I like that. I, I, for me, it comes down to, and I know a lot of people do this, Kyle, have a to-do list, um, which yeah. is really good. And um, I actually learned this one off um, Jared Robinson, my mentor, that don't just have one to-do list with everything on there. Prioritize it. Have most important and like yeah. things that can wait. Um, and so don't write that down. Use post-it notes. And I really like this one. So mm. I've just started doing this um, on my wall in my office. I've got like a piece of paper post-it notes and I put urgent up the top and then I've got less important and some of them might stay there for two or three weeks because they're not important and I will get to them when I need to. Um, they're like my yeah. creative ideas or things. But if I've just got all of them in one list, it's very overwhelming um, and we know straight yeah. away that that builds anxiety and when we're anxious, you know, we go to that flight or fight mode and we yeah, are not yeah. in a good place, 100%. Yeah. You know? So, um when you can remove them as well, instead of crossing them off, you, you remove it. So it actually declutters. Um, so mm. for me, that's, I've only just started that, that's but great. I really like the concept. Um, and yep. that might be something that people, you know, give a go as well. I, I don't know. Do you yeah. go, do you, how do you do your to-do list? Yeah, I do a similar thing and that it disappears, but I still check it off. So I have a, um, hold up to the camera in case we release a video of this. I just have a notepad. It's really small. Yep. And I write down on there what I'm going to do that day. Um, everything on there is important. You see? <laughs> well, I know what's important. <laughs> but definitely in the past, I would have like the most important task at the top. So you just even if you're just starting with this, just have one important task. Um, and the way to know usually if that's important is if it feels a bit scary. Uh, if you If you feel a bit, if it feels a bit out of your comfort zone to do it, then that's probably the thing that needs to go important because that's the thing that because it's scary, because it's uncomfortable, you won't end up doing it. You know, it'll fall off the bottom of the list. Uh, And then below that, I would write the rest of my tasks for the day. Um, And so I stick to just five. So that's my thing is I limit myself to five and I found that's a really good, and I've just gotten better at over time at knowing how big of a task and it's rare. Um, Sometimes I'll only get through four. Um, but usually I'll get through all five and, um, yeah, that's the main thing is, is to, I, because it's on a piece of paper here, like, you know, I can fit two or three days on this and then it gets taken off the notepad, put in the bin, 
or in the recycling and then and then I've got a fresh sheet. So yeah, you're not you don't have this like journal or book that's like, you know, got idea things that were not done. You know, that's my policy. Even often if I don't get something done, I don't even move it to the next day. It's like I just I just didn't get it done today. That's a good um, one. And that's a really good thing to to start practicing as well. It's like that you're not going to get everything done all the time. Um, you don't have a you you don't have enough time to do everything. So it's just like be about being selective with what um, you can do. Mm, I like that as well, mate, because I know that one that normally scares me, and everyone will be the same on their to do list. I would just keep yeah. transferring that every day. Yeah, yeah, you, you see day, it yeah. every day, and you're like, Dale, I haven't done this for a week. <laughs> but maybe I'll do it tomorrow. So each day I'm looking yeah. at it and it's staring at me and going, you're, you're chicken. You won't do it. You won't do it. And then, yeah, again, oh, I'll transfer it. I'll do it tomorrow. And it, yeah, I don't know. It just, you, you start beating yourself up as well because you're like, yeah. I should have already had this done. People are like, I should have been past this. But because you see it each day, it, I don't know. Everyone, I bet everyone gets those feelings. They're probably clamming up like yeah. I just did when I spoke about it, Kyle. Yeah. 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 You know that it's something that's important to you. Um, but yeah, it may just be, yeah. So if you do it first and that's when you're like freshest, when you've got like the most willpower, when you're, you know, you're ready to go. And that way as well, if if you then get interrupted and the rest of your work session gets wiped out for whatever reason, um, at least you've gotten that most important thing, not just busy work, you know, done for the day. Um uh, so in the book, which might be helpful, this might be helpful for people doing the process notes is he categorizes like four different types of tasks. If you imagine them in a, in like, yeah, I think we talked about it, like square with four squares inside of it. So a square divided into four. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, on the top left, you've got um, urgent, uh, urgent and important tasks. And below that, you've got urgent non-important tasks those ones are really dangerous because things that are urgent and non-important obviously you don't need to do but it's like something just like that's making a lot of noise um whether it's uh, an email you know from we talked about this last week like an email from someone or a message from someone who keeps messaging you and never actually comes to a session <laughs> that's <laughs> urgent non-important uh okay and then you've got um, or like, yeah, or like now social media is like sends you all these notifications saying, oh, I'm urgent, I'm urgent, I'm urgent, but that's all non-important as well. So you've got urgent and important at the top, urgent, non-important uh, below that. And then next to that, in the two squares next to that, you've got important, non-urgent, and then below that, not important, not, not urgent. So things in the bottom squares, um, which are the non-important stuff, you probably don't need to do but you probably are doing some of those tasks. If you like took all your tasks that you do each week, sort of categorize them in each thing, you'll find that you probably are doing a lot of those bottom tasks because they feel safe or they feel like you're doing something because you're responding to something urgent um, or you're doing busy work, like checking your emails more than once a day, which you probably don't really need to do. Uh, and it's the stuff that never gets done is that stuff in that non-urgent important. And that's the stuff that's usually going to grow your business. So that's the thing, you know, we talked about like that might be reaching out to another health professional in your area. That's not urgent, but it's important if that's something, if that's a relationship that you want to start building and you want to start being that kind of person who connects people together. Um, doing marketing, 
you know, running it, planning a new marketing campaign for your business, that's not urgent and important. Uh, it's something that takes time to sit down to do so that you're not just randomly posting things to social media and hoping something will stick and that it will eventually get, uh, but maybe it, maybe it's a course, you know, doing a course uh, is in that non-urgent important task as well, where you're actually teaching yourself, learning new skills. Suddenly when your CE sees at you for your registration, so <laughs> that moves across to urgent and then you're just grabbing whatever course can come and then you're probably not doing a course that's like really helpful. So, uh, that would be the thing I'll, I'll include it. I'll get a picture of this and I'll include it in the show notes. If you're having trouble visualizing it. I, I don't think you need that, mate. It was very, what you did, your description then was amazing. <laughs> okay, good. You could see my, my I'm like, just, I'm just like crazy here. <laughs> we'll share the video just of this. And I'll, I'll cut it out. Just you like. look like a mime. I thought you were like a mime or a puppet. <laughs> I can't see myself, which is good. Yeah, I can. Uh, so oh, I enjoyed it. Just about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, and I think it, the last thing when you were saying about an email and stuff like that is when you send an email off to somebody else, you're creating a to to do list for them. Like, yeah, yeah, like, and that's yeah. again when people you've got those clients that, like we said last week, that just keep contacting you and don't come through and stuff. The, the sooner you can just get rid of them, the better. Like, because each time yeah. they email you, it's, do you know what I mean? That's your time. You've got to deal with it. And you you want to take the time to write a nice email and things like that. But it might just be worth, like I said last week, sending them a video, get a platform. I use a, I use a platform called Dub, Kyle. I don't know if you've heard of it. D-U-double-B. Mm. Yeah, you've told it. Yeah, I've tried it out. Yeah, just send them a video and just say, look, this isn't a good fit. Um, I understand that I can't help you. And like you said yeah. before, give them a couple of options and leave it at that. Like, yeah, yeah. Because each time they email you, it takes your time. You see it. And I bet it frustrates you. I know it frustrates me. It does me. add a to-do item as well, yeah. Yeah, it's a to-do list because you've got to get back to them. And if you're like most of us, you feel bad when you don't reply to someone. So, <laughs> like they're actually making extra work for you and it's work that's not going to be rewarded and they don't they don't yeah. value or appreciate your time. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That's I know that's going back a little bit what we went on last week, but I don't know. The sooner you just sort of cut those out of your business and, I don't mm. know, it declutters your mind and your time, I suppose, mate. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Do you have, do you have anything okay. else? That's, that's really all. Yeah. I, I'm sure you've got some more. You're a, you're very good at this stuff. Well, it's one because we based this off some uh, comments in our Facebook group. So if you're not part of the Facebook group, you should go join that. Look up the Trainers Tribe on Facebook. Um, so the other thing was around specifically people were asking sort of around marketing. Like I've got some, I got so they've identified that it's important. I guess that they needed do marketing then you have strategy and they're a bit unsure about where best to spend their time so the first thing i would say is go back to listen to our podcast from a few weeks ago which is like marketing without marketing because uh, we basically cover all of the things we think are important about marketing um and then i thought also related to this dale was was fomo talking about fomo because one of the things we recommend is don't try and be on Instagram and LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, website. <laughs> I just let Twitter, you know, 
TikTok now, all these platforms, you know, there's new social media platforms coming out all the time. Yeah, there is, yeah. Um, our thing is really to like pick one uh, and focus on that, learn how it works, uh, learn how you can use it the best and go from there. Um, don't feel like you have to be everywhere. Uh, one way to pick is to look at where your look at where your sort of target, your ideal clients are hanging out already. Are they Instagram users? Are they are they you know maybe a bit older like Facebook users? Are they younger? Then yeah, you probably need to be on the latest platform like TikTok or whatever sort of going uh, big at the moment with younger kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that as well. And and there are there are ways to be across all platforms with one post. Like I, I use a platform called Social Bee, um, which yep. you know, you do you do a post and it sends to all you link it to all your different accounts. So yep. it'll go on LinkedIn or go on Twitter or go on my Facebook accounts or go on my Instagram. Um, and that's a way of reducing time as well. Uh, but yeah. then again, and I wouldn't say I'm unbelievable on social media just because I'd rather spend more time, you know, doing videos or uh, like a, like a podcast. But yeah, if you want to be across all and still have a presence, then that's the way I've been able to do that without. Um, and there's there's other ones on there. I'm yeah, sure yeah. you've heard of plenty, Kyle. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Uh, I think like Hootsuite is one of the originals. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch. I use one for scheduling called Buffer. Um, and that lets you schedule and that lets you push out to a whole bunch of different platforms as well. So yeah, if you want to yeah, be everywhere, but then I would say maybe only really check in on one. So maybe yeah, you can post everything, but only check in on one and build some engagement there. Cause that's really what's going to sell. It's not just your posts. It's going to be the way you engage your audience. So um, that's the main thing to focus on is pick one, work out how you can get them commenting, get them answering questions, learn, yeah, best tactics for finding new users on that. Um, and then, yeah, and then you're just going to have to accept FOMO. FOMO. There's going to yeah. be a bit of, you know, FOMO, a bit of fear of missing out on like what's, you know, maybe, you know, oh, I'm missing out on clients on this platform and, and be aware as well. Like there are people selling courses on how to market on each of these platforms. So they're all going to tell you that their platform is the best. But they're just trying to sell a product. So just recognize that you don't, um, even though like their marketing may make you feel silly or like you're missing out an opportunity, uh, again, you don't have time to do everything. So uh, a, a re-sort of positioning of uh, FOMO that I saw recently was JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. So instead of thinking, yeah, instead of thinking about like, oh, I'm missing out, think of the joy. Think of like the less stress and anxiety that you're going to be carrying around because you don't care about a certain way of marketing or or doing a platform or something like that. Uh, I know, yeah, I certainly like, I certainly feel that way because there's marketing platforms that I don't bother with and social media platforms and things like that. And it's great because it's just something I don't have to think about. And instead, I can focus on what I am doing. I can focus on existing clients. Um, and the, yeah, there is a, a bit of joy that comes with that because you're not trying to be everything to everyone all the mm. time. I, I love that. And it's, uh, I know we're not talking about books or anything at the moment, but I've just finished um, Jack Ma's book, The Creative Alibaba, The Biggest E 
commerce platform oh, yeah. in. Um, and I've just started uh, the Netflix creators book um, about halfway yeah. through that. And the the common thing that both of them say, Kyle, is um, figure out what you, your customers want and keep delivering. And I think that's exactly what you just said there, that don't try and give people that will probably never be customers what they want. Who cares about them? Do you know what I mean? Look after the ones you do have and keep making their experience even better or finding more things that they want because then if you make them clients for life or you tick all the boxes for them, then they're going to essentially be your best advertising. They're going to tell their friends who want the same thing. Um, Whereas if you just try and be a jack of all trades, you end up obviously – you know, wasting your time doing so many posts, you might get a few likes, but at the end of the day, likes aren't going to pay the bills um, and likes aren't, uh, you know, and it's not always about money, but with money you have, you can be, have a big impact. You can use that money to invest in yourself, create more things and reach more people. So um, I would be, you know, focusing on what are your current clients doing? Like you just said there, Kyle, and thinking about how you can make their experience even better because then they will be your marketing for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's don't how those feel two like businesses. Yeah, sorry. That's how I, yeah. Alibaba and Netflix. That's that's essentially they both solved a problem, and then they kept helping their clients and solving it. You know, that's that's yep. all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't feel like you need to be doing you know this other way of marketing because everyone else is doing it, or that you're missing out. Like if you, if that's something you already do, like double down on what on what you're already doing. Um, and the other thing I say is like work out ways instead of like trying to be on all these platforms, work out ways that your product or your service can get even better the more people that are involved. Because if you can cl- click that switch, then your clients will be like, oh, they'll recognize that. And they'll be like, this is better when there's more people. So that, you know, that will inspire them to start bringing friends along to, um, to be supportive of an environment that, you know, that is going to get bigger and better. I like it. I like it a lot. I think think that's really good. And if you're not um, listening to books, I know we both listen to them, but it's so motivating, like just to listen to how a platform like Alibaba and Netflix were created. And I've listened to so many others like Shoe Dogs on Nike, uh, Delivering Happiness, Tony Shabat, Zappos. I could go on and on and on, but... I just think it's so reassuring that these big companies have based themselves around customer first, you know, and, and also building a culture. And that's essentially what we do with our tribes that we train. We're building a culture that people can't get anywhere else. And that's what these big businesses are built on. That's why they're so successful. So, um, yeah, I just found that. I, I think it's really interesting that if you're not finding time to read as well, find, allocate that in some of your 168 hours because I know it's very important to both of us. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about it before, like, uh, audio books are a good way to go. If you don't like to read, um, if you don't have time to read paper books or Kindle or something like that. Yeah. There's so many options and that's a, that's a great thing. And so many options with social media, advertising, everything. Do you know what I mean? Don't yeah. FOMO again, find what works for you and do it well. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fall into that trap of thinking you need to be yeah, everything to everybody. Uh, there's a great quote in the book I was reading at the moment, actually, which um, which is like basically to be like important person in someone's lives, to be an important like person who helps change someone's lives, 
you have to, by definition, be like to someone else, someone that they find quirky or weird or um, stupid or something, you know, something like that. Like we ha- we have to, once you accept that the way you do your business is not going to be for everyone. And in fact, it's going to repel some people. It's going to make marketing for the people who do want to listen to you, who do want to hear from you uh, that much easier. I like it. I think that's a good one. Yep. Anything else there, great man? No, let's uh, get on to the Right here, right now. Uh, still makes me laugh. <laughs> probably not our listeners. They're probably like, oh, is he going to stop it? Um, now, we've we sort of come up with a, a general one this this week, mate. Uh, do you want to go? Yep. Uh, so, I mean, this is not going to come out for another week and a half after we've recorded this, but it'll still be very topical, which we really wanted to talk about Black Lives Matter and make it very clear that we're both in support of this movement, this cause um, here in Australia as well. And to our members of our community who are, who listen to this, who are part of, you know, Dale's community over at Fitness Games Zone, Energetic Education and members of the Bootcamp Ideas community, we just want to make it very clear to you, if you're black or a person of color, that you are welcome you're you hope you already know that you're very welcome in this community and you continue to be welcome you continue to be an important part of this community and uh if we can do anything to help you at the moment through this time please let us know jump on our website trainerstribe.com uh you can leave us a voice message you know using using the voice recorder we've got there or you can just send us an email uh at kyle at bootcampideas.com or Dale at energetic.education. Very good, Carl. And uh, yeah, we yeah <laughs> we would we would really love to hear from you what you're going through, um, whether it's stories about your experience being a black person in the fitness industry, whether whether it's struggles or whether it's positive stories of communities that you've seen built or you've been part of built building. We'd like to invite you to you know, use our platform as a way to share those messages. And, uh, yeah. Very well said, mate. That's, I don't really have much to add to that besides, um, if we can help in any way, please let us know. Uh, we've been, this is from the heart. Um, we, you know, black lives do matter, um, all around the world. It's not just, you know, in America, I think it's, it's great to see so many people rallying um, in all different countries. Um, I know I don't agree with all the protesting and, and the looting and things like that, but um, we could talk about that another time. But what I, what I do want to say is that, yeah, you are a massive part of our community we, and we're, we're all as one here. So um, please reach out to us, send us a message if we can help or uh, contact Kyle and myself directly. And um, yeah, if we can do anything, we would love to help as, as much as we can. All right, I think we'll wrap it up there for today. Farewell. See you guys next time.